Hey, welcome to City Rights Radio. This is the platform where the voice of undocumented people is brought directly to you. Stay tuned and hope you like it. Human rights are the basic rights and freedom that everyone should have from birth to death. Should have because the expectation and reality are totally different. From birth to death, irrespective of where you are from, your religious view, political affiliation, gender, and sexual orientation. From birth to death, irrespective of how you choose to live your life, you should have the right to dignity, fairness, and equality. You should be respected and independent. And every government of every state should respect that. And everyone should respect that. And you must also respect other people's right. Expectation and reality. Oftentimes what we see written in papers are totally different from what we see in reality. Do we think people choose to naturally accept or are they ignorant of the fact that things are not as they're supposed to be? Why should a certain group of people not have the right, the fundamental right to which everyone must have? If you listen to what I said, I said should, not must or shall. In every constitution, in every declaration, the term that is used is shall because it means it must or it will at a certain point be respected. But so far, a lot of governments in the world have accepted that human rights are basic rights. Human rights must be respected and they have ratified this into their constitution. But yet still, some of the places that you would think have accepted and you would think have advanced a lot in terms of respecting these rights. Do not respect it. So what happens when the saviors become the oppressors? What happens when the lawmakers become the lawbreakers? Today, this is what we're going to discuss, expectation and reality. And uh, as usual, we have a very wonderful guest. She's one of my best personal person, the favorite, I mean. I am happy to join a Zoom meeting if this person is joining. Please introduce yourself. I don't I don't wanna I don't I don't wanna keep talking, you know. Like a lot of people that have that have uh, that we have had here so far, I usually tell them that they're great people, which is true. <laughs> but I could spend hours like talking about you, you know, like, yeah, it should do this. I'm like every time I'm in a Zoom meeting and Asmara is part of the Zoom meeting, I just feel like, yeah, I wanna go protest today to the damn square. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the studio. Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah. My name is Asmara. I'm the founder of the NGO Asmara's World, based in Hamburg, Germany. Asmara's World is a migrant self-organization, which means all of our members are POCs and BPOCs. That's big term for me. Yeah? Yeah. What is POC? What is BPOC? Okay. There's the black person of color is the BPOC. Yeah. And you can also divide it and say POC, which means concerning people from different uh, countries. Like uh, we have members from South America, yeah, Cap Verde, uh, Afghanistan, 
I mean, Quebec is a BPOC, but yeah, like we are all, this is the number one thing for us to be really a migrant self-organization, which is, uh, you don't find it much. That's really amazing. Like I said, no words can describe, I mean, <laughs> not at least, I don't have the vocabulary. Me either, don't worry. <laughs> But anyway, tell me more <laughs> about this Asmara... Uh, Asmara's World. Asmara's World. Uh, it started as a small thing. Asmara's World normally uh, used to be my email account, to be honest. There was mm. no ideology and philosophy behind. It was more of me sharing my stories with my friends and going on Facebook to tell the world about my world, which means the discrimination that we were facing going to the authorities, going to the hospitals with people who don't speak German. So for them, I was the number one um, helpline. So they used to call me and ask me to come and help them, support them. And through that process, I met a lot of people that helped me and helped them. And within this process, we started to found the NGO to be able to receive donations and uh, apply for foundings. So it's been a journey and it's still a journey. We are not where we want to be. So It is not always an easy step. I'm quite amazed by the fact that you started personal uh, and then, as you said, it is gradually going up. Maybe so, uh, someday, being that people say naturally the sky is the limit, yeah. we'll find you in space. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, today we are talking about expectations and reality. Like we said, uh, a lot of countries preach mm -hmm. that, yes, we are this. Human rights have to be protected. And yes. Yeah, yeah. But then they're the same people that are presently doing the worst to a certain group of people yeah. that are under their jurisdiction. Yeah. And that is totally wrong. No matter how hard we talk about it, we cannot talk enough because... We need to, and it is a matter of must. What are some of the problems that as an organization or personally as a person you go through doing your daily job in Germany? We are mostly failing by um, not using the proper language th which is needed in the authorities and in front of uh, the courts, for example. So this is a big challenge. Speaking of human rights, also what we learned in the workshops since I'm here in Amsterdam, um, the human rights, can you still hear me? Yeah. The, the human rights um, are really split into different topics like convention of human rights concerning civil matters, uh, social, cultural, which means if you don't have the expertise and mostly migrants, immigrants, refugees, however you want to call us, mm. we don't have the time mm -hmm. to learn all this. Yeah. But these are the people who've been affected by it. There's been decisions made without participating or without any type of eye level to make a convention suitable for people who are affected by it. So I think this is something that is very important that what even uh, showed up and was really pointed out by the last, by the past days. Yes, uh, we are in the Netherlands presently, mm -hmm. but we're doing a comparison of what happens in Germany mm -hmm. and the Netherlands. Yeah. 
And I read today that in Germany, it is so hard that people are detained yeah. while they try to seek health care. Yeah. People are detained in one of the most on inhuman ways possible. For instance, a woman was uh, a pol over 10 police officers in the city of Mainz. I don't know how to pronounce the name if it mm. is wrong. Came to a lady that was in a hospital that was pregnant, that was having an illness. Mm -hmm. And apparently, a father was deported while his wife was in labor. Yeah. These are some of the worst conditions one can exper experience. I think in the 21st century, in a city, in a country that is recognized as worldwide as, as being one of the top. So if this is happening in Germany, yeah. this is happening possibly in other parts of Europe. Definitely in America, we see what is happening with uh, people of color. I don't want to talk about that. That is mm. totally another subject. I cannot compare it. But if it's happening there, and we, uh, the, these countries are the countries that we, when we are oppressed in Africa, in Asia, in the Middle Eastern countries, we seek refuge mm -hmm. from these countries because we feel, okay, they have reached a certain level mm -hmm. in terms of human rights. Yeah. But in reality, it is not. If these countries are doing this way, who can we turn to? Yeah. There is no one to turn to. So today we are seeing we are talking about human rights and if you look deep into it there is a lot of violations going on. Yeah. And some of the most basic fundamental human right which is shelter. Yeah. Right to movement it is should be a right. You can move in the city but you are restricted in a kind of way because you are undocumented. Yeah. Right to shelter. The Dutch weathers, the European weathers in general, is very harsh. You mm -hmm. cannot sleep outside. And even if you manage to sleep outside, for instance, in places like Netherlands, mm -hmm. it is illegal to, sli uh, to sleep, sleep on, on the, the street. street. Yeah. So what are some of these uh, problems that you experience in, gen uh, in, in Germany? Uh, in Germany? Uh, concerning the matter of health care, it is also like people don't have access to health care when they are undocumented and it's like very strict. That means um, people get rejected yeah, and they are facing deportation, which means they hide yeah, and are losing their documents, which means they've been claimed as illegal people. Wow. They are criminalized. So a criminalized person cannot go to the doctor and open up their book and say, hey, my name is... Asmara, but I have no documents because I'm hiding from the government. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of situations and uh, sit yeah situations where people uh, without documents had to go to hospital because of an accident or something very dramatic where they where, where people had to call the ambulance. Mm -hmm. And in Germany, it's like if you enter the hospital and you maybe have you are not consciousness, mm. um, and they check you out they don't find documents the social workers in the hospital mm -hmm. have to contact the social department yeah. of the district because everything is in cut into districts yeah the social department when they don't see nobody mm -hmm. they will call the police wow. especially when they even find a document let's say for you come from another state maybe you come from berlin yeah. and you end up in hamburg and you have a document with you but you are unconsciousness yeah. they will 
uh, inform the authorities and the authorities will call the police because you are hiding. All right. So, uh, so people can get deported out of the hospital. I know being like a doctor is a very, very well-paid job. Mm -hmm. But if I were to choose to be a doctor, I think the most important thing that I would do first would be trying to yeah, you have save, to swear to save a life. Save a life first. Yeah. I did the German doctors l lost it at some point. I mean, no, but the democracy, uh, the bureaucracy, the, the bureaucracy. Like for example, if the doctor is having a surgery on you, yeah. he has nothing to do with the insurance matters. Definitely, that's the social workers. Yeah, so they haven't sworn. Well, but, but I think uh, if I were to go to a hospital, I'm injured. The responsibilities of the uh, doctor would be okay. He's in an emergency situation. Let's save him, and then yeah, that's what they do. They save you, yeah, and then they and then you sleep, <laughs> and then the police will come and deport you. <laughs> oh my God! So your life has been saved. It has nothing to do. The one thing doesn't have to do with the other thing. But don't we don't can't we classify that as a violation of a fundamental human right? Ah, uh, yes. Because we say you have the right to safety, and uh, oftentimes, a lot of times, to be honest. Undocumented migrants are victim of a lot of crimes. Definitely. And if you cannot go to report because you feel that, okay, you can become the suspect in this process, or if you're scared that when you go to the hospital, you can become a, uh, you can easily be captured, then you're being indirectly denied this right to which mm -hmm. you are fundamentally, uh, you, you deserve, you, you are right. Yeah, uh, the state should protect it. Definitely. The state should protect you. Definitely, but that's not happening that way. Yeah, we come to what else? Uh, that is healthcare. Yeah. So, which means, for instance, in the Netherlands, uh, the law state everybody should have access to healthcare, mm -hmm. and uh, clinics, uh, hospitals, mm -hmm. should take patient because even if you don't have insurance, there is the SEACA that is responsible for insuring uninsurable people. Mm -hmm. For instance, as an undocumented migrant, I don't have access to insurance. But if I am in a situations of in an emergency, there is I can the doctor can fill in that he's not insured and they can get refunded from the from the CRK. And what happens is the CRK is already collaborating with a lot of hospitals mm -hmm. in the in the Netherlands, right? Uh And that's how it is. But then you call a house art, you call a... a house art, yeah. yeah. We call it the same. All right, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> and I think most of the people... So the house art is uh, like, uh, how do we call it in English? Because that is in Dutch. A, a general practitioner, right? Mm -hmm. So you call the general practitioner. And most of the times when you call them, hey, can you take patients? They're like, yeah, we can. But then, yeah, the person is undocumented. Oh, we're full. Mm. That's how it happens here, right? Mm. But... Don't you think, despite the fact that this is how it is, some people, I think, are just refusing to take this uh, undocumented migrant because of the fact maybe they're afraid of the paperwork of having to yeah. file, which is an extra workload, but you're being paid for that. Yeah. If you're working in a hospital, you're, you, you choose that because you want to save lives also, right? But then... Yeah. I I am even I am even lost in my thought because this is so frustrating, right? Yeah, but it's still I must say a benefit compared to Germany, because we don't have that found. Oh. We only have volunteer doctors. Yeah. To do it, totally volunteer. There's no.
governmental state support and founding something like that. It's only when you are asylum seeker yeah. and you don't have the permission or the right to stay, mm -hmm. which means when you get a permission, you have automatically different rights than somebody who's seeking asylum. means you can work, you are allowed to get a house contract, you, are, you get your own insurance, because in Germany it is like governmental but more private. So you have like hundreds of insurances. All right. Well, you can pick okay. as soon as you have the right to stay. And when the people are asylum seekers, mm -hmm. there's one general uh, insurance, is the AOK. Yeah. Like, I can speak only for the northern part. We, we also have that here. Yeah. It's a uh, GZA. Okay. GZA, sort of. I don't know. And ours is AOK. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no AOK in ours, but... Uh, <laughs> AOK. AOK. Okay. And the... There, it is like a symbolic card. All right. They will pay, the social department will pay cash. Okay. And when you have the, the permission, yeah. if you have a positive decision in the asylum process, mm -hmm. then you can get the insurance. A part of that, there's no access. And it's really chosen by the doctors. They can say, call me if you have, like I have doctors that tell me, Asmara, whenever you need somebody, yeah. if you have somebody, come to me. All right. And we have organizations, NGOs. Um, it's called Praxis, like you know, yeah. Praxis with uh, without borders. Okay. And there you have people who are retired specialists, like dentists, um, orthopedics. They do it voluntarily. A part of that, we have no access to healthcare. Well, there is a difference here, and yeah. there is also a similarity. Yeah. The similarity is the fact that. It is both inaccessible, yeah. And the difference is, it is more accessible here, maybe than there. Yeah. But then also there is part of the people that knows about it, but then refuse to practice yeah. it. I don't know what you have the problem with taking in a patient wherein you get full refund. Expedition in reality again. Yeah. It is said everybody have right to healthcare, but yeah. then practically, practically it is different. So, talking about human rights, I think there is a lot to be discussed. Yeah. Especially from the undocumented communities all around Europe. Yeah. There is a lot of violations of human rights that are going on. Definitely, there are a lot of stories that might be very much sensitive to discuss, but we will eventually try to discuss them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it is, like I said, even for us only having the opportunity, thanks to to this whole workshops to learn again more and have specialists and professors to tell us about the human rights. Yeah. This is a knowledge that is missing and we have to spread the word and let people know. Yeah. Also learn it by ourselves to find out which points to point out. Yeah. And how to sue a government, how to go to European court because it's so difficult. Mm -hmm. So people don't even have the capacity in my uh, point of view. No. Who is going to have the capacity to really prepare a case to go to European court. I'm I'm wondering, like, if I have to take a case to the European court, do I have to pay for a lawyer? I think I, I will ask that in a, in, a, in w when I get someone that is a lawyer. Like, do I have to pay for a lawyer? I mean, because the lawyer have to work, so of course somehow he need to be founded. But it is more the question: What information can I give the lawyer? Yeah. For him to point out that there has been violation against right. a human right. Yeah, I think that is the biggest challenge. It's the same with the asylum. Normally, people should have it. Yeah, 
But consider to the to the uh, UN Security Council, like even Afghanistan is a safe country. So how can I point out something when they make a decision? While we all know that's some bullshit. Excuse my language, but how can you prove and make it in the in the definition of these weird languages that they are using in the law? Because yeah. it's clearly not our language. How can you point it out? And how can you make it as a case? Uh, I have an example. We have the, uh, oh my God, English. We have the highest courts, the Supreme Court. Yeah. And we wanted to file against a decision from the court. And the case has been rejected. Why? Because of the definition. It was not proven because the lawyer was not really having enough experience on going to Supreme Court to write the complaint, uh, to write the whole case, to make it be accepted. So what I've learned lately from the law is like it's a huge channel, like a channel uh, challenge. Mm -hmm to know how to write it so that the court have to accept it, although we know what we want. Mm -hmm. But how do we write it is the challenge. And what is the input? So uh, this means that there can be loopholes that we can try to express yeah. from the side of the people that are trying to uh, file a case. Yeah. And the government have uh, also a whole range of loopholes yes. that they can... Use exactly. to counteract Correct. Uh, against us. Hey, but if we're doing it for the good, why should they try to stop it after all? I learned it many times from the police when I had problems with them in my youth. What's the definition? Not knowing doesn't save you from punishment. <laughs> I didn't you know. know. <laughs> Sorry, sir. So they, yeah. I didn't know. Or they say um, justice. Mm-hmm. Justice is not equality. Hmm. Oh, no. What's the word? Wait. Where's my Google Translator now? Now I got to bring out my translation. This is... This is... Justiz is nicht Gerechtigkeit. Yes. Justice does not mean justice. Because in Germany, we have two different words for it. Justice does not, does not mean justice. So that's how Just you can explain or understand the law. It doesn't mean you will get justice in the system of justice. So wow. this is what people have to learn to understand in a way, except because you cannot avoid to accept it, but to deal with it and know how to get it. But it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, today, um, I, I, when, when uh, Barbara Oman mm -hmm. asks uh, the, the questions like... Yeah. Uh, what did you learn about human rights? Yeah. The first thing that I came into mind is sometimes the law, logic doesn't apply. The, the logic is not taken into context when dealing yeah. with law. And that is wrong. Yeah. Very, very often we tend to just stick to the script and forget about the human factor. Yeah. We are humans. Yeah. And if you don't use logic, if you use a text yeah. that is written that doesn't apply to a certain group of people and you literally exclude them because, I don't know, but it doesn't just make any sense. Mm. It doesn't make... There are some part of these laws that really, really need to be modified, changed or eradicated yeah. because we have one earth. Yeah, but we, don't we have, have different society classes, which points out very much 
the situation of uh, so-called immigrants, refugees, or undocumented people. They are not been seen as equal, you know? And that is, I think, the biggest topic that we should even fight for. I had a great, uh, I have a great example of a, a Iranian guy just a couple of days ago. Yeah. He made a protest because he had a refugee status in, in Greece. Yeah. Has a baby now in Germany. Yeah. So the kid is German citizen. The mother has is, is German. Mm-hmm. Normally, in the understanding of the gentleman, he got the highest protective status in the world. He's in Europe, yeah. which means he's allowed to travel. Yeah. He, sh- he should even have the right to stay with his family because it's also a human right, right to family. Yes, exactly. So he's been denied. He cannot stay with his family. He can't stay, but he's still after eight months after the child has been born now. Mm-hmm. He still has no working permission. He cannot work. He's been told to get an insurance, but he got it paid on his own without being able to work. So... He's just getting into financial problems right now. And he said he, he, he started a campaign and he went even to hunger strike. And we had to stop him and say, listen, you got to be there for your family. Definitely. You understand the pressure, yeah. but you can't be now in hunger strike when you have a newborn. And he was like, yeah, but they don't recognize me as a human being. So yeah. he made this great sentence. And I will definitely jump on this campaign and make it something bigger. Because yeah. I think is really a great question. He says to the Senate of Hamburg, do you recognize me as a human being? Because they talk about human rights. Yeah. But how come that so many people have been denied for it? Yeah. So the question should be, do you recognize me as a human being? Yes and or no. not, we got to talk about this yeah, problem. Then what am I? Am I an alien or what? Exactly. Because oh. that's how it feels to many people. It's the same what you just said. You know, you hear the things and they ask you and you're like, yeah, human rights, but... <laughs> yeah. Am I not part of it? Yeah, so yeah, definitely. That's We're why I love this question. We know? should be part of it. Like, uh, I actually, I'm emphasizing more of that. Whenever someone say, everyone must have this, must have this. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There now. We should. Everyone <laughs> should have exactly. this. Should have this. And I think by changing the terminologies, people will be more aware of the fact that, yeah, the system is not perfect. There are people that are excluded. Is it because they don't know about us or they choose not to know about us? Or they don't want to. Well, yeah, definitely. They don't want to know about us. But what they're forgetting is the fact that there are very brilliant minds in this world of undocumented migrants. There are very awesome people. I've met people that I've spent hours with just talking and I realized that these are some of the best people if given the opportunities can do great things into the world and do you know where the credit goes to to the country that they're in mm-hmm. if I do great things right now maybe my country of origin will begin a, will be given a little bit of credit oh he's from Guinea he's this he's that <laughs> but most importantly they will say he's in the Netherlands mm-hmm. and Netherlands get credit for this why not just take this into account at least to see that, yes, you have amazing people, you have awesome people. Why don't you give them the opportunity to shine, the opportunity to prosper in life? But I must interrupt you. Why would you ask it? Why would you ask why is he not getting it? It should be, in my point of view, to demand and say, give it to us. Well, I am trying. Okay. Don't give up. I am here. Yeah, and I'm, I, I think part of the reason why we keep up this fight 
is it because we don't want to give up probably we will not benefit from this without probably yeah but let someone that comes tomorrow know that yes we sat here we recorded this podcast we shared it to the world we shared it to the dutch people so that they know that we existed and we preached the good news about how it should be how we want it to be how wrong sometimes how wrong most of the times it is yeah but if we don't nobody will you know uh, savannah says she was um thinking like somebody needed to do something about the situations of undocumented migrants yeah and she realized that she's somebody Mm -hmm. and she started doing something yeah and don't wait on to others to do yes. things that you can do. Yes. There's a proverb that says in Africa, don't postpone to tomorrow what, what you, you can, can do, do today. Yeah. Uh, this fight is a fight for everybody as long as you are human, irrespective of where you're from, what were your sexual orientation, your political affiliation, your religious view. Humans are humans. Correct. And the earlier rea- we realize it, the better we can have a good life. We can have a very, very beautiful society wherein everybody will be free to be whoever they are and this will be beautiful. <laughs> it cannot get more beautiful than that. Amen. Still, I must say that I wish and I am definitely got your people's back when it comes to the point to say we are demanding it yeah. because it's not been given and it should be given. We are going to make an online campaign by a bus mm-hmm. that will park at the damn square. Every time there's a protest in Germany, everybody goes. Every time there's a prote- protest in Amsterdam, everybody comes. Yeah. Let this be this union. Let's yes. fight. Let, let's combat this inequality. Let's combat. Let's make sure that human rights that are preached to be existing in the Netherlands, in Germany, in the whole of Europe, be a reality. Right. Let the gap between expectation and the reality be so thin that you don't even feel like there's yes. a gap. Yes. Let it be real. And I really even wish and hope and pray that people who are listening to the podcast, people who are already involved in the matter of learning the human rights and are aware of what rights have been violated, like clearly that we may be not aware of, they should get in touch with you guys and let you know hey, this right has been broken in this specific situation or example to let us know also how to file. Definitely. We should keep in touch. This, I really enjoy this because you're someone that I admire a lot. I say this <laughs> I say this to a lot of people <laughs> like, yes, whenever I speak with Asmara, I feel like I need to protest. I need to take action because she's not like less talk person. She's like less do it person, yeah. which is quite great. Thank you Thank for you. coming here. This was quite wonderful. And I will definitely have you in the future to record more and more uh, interesting podcasts and share some more amazing podcasts. Uh, um, information. Last word. Keep fighting. The human right is for everybody. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to our channel for more information and please get in touch through social media if you want to make change together.